Taylor's on Ryan's right. He's in the gun. Looking to his left. Pops. Down he goes. Barr blew right by his blocker and got the Cowboys' second sack of the night. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan where the Dallas Cowboys destroy the Indianapolis Colts. Might have taken a little bit longer into the evening than some of us expected, but 54-19. to And you know, Corey, there's a lot of stuff to get to about that game. A lot of positives. You trying to say let's give something? No, I feel like there's something that is the most important part about this game. What could that be? What could that be? Well, let's see. It was 54 to 19. Oh, yes. And for the 1,074th time in NFL history, that is a unique final score. That, my friends, is Scorigami. Woo! 877-881-1053. If you've never heard of Scorigami before, we invented it. Hmm, I don't know about that part, but I will tell you. Tolos think we did. While this game was long (laughs) over, when it was 54 to 19, and I saw that the odds of hitting that scoregami were 99.86, I'm not kidding. I sat up on my couch and I was like, come on, defense, let's shut this down. Because I really felt like we needed to get that scoregami. And then the Colts were like, let's just kneel the ball and get the hell out of here. I appreciate the 682 texting in. However, today I'm going to say shut up. Oh, sorry about it. Yeah, let's celebrate just a little bit. And this is why. Oh. Yeah, no, This celebration music is why. Let's not forget that we were a review away from a second Dak interception, and this is a one-possession game. They suck for three quarters. Don't let the fourth quarter fool you. Look, this was an exhibition game, all right? This was taking free money from the NFL to get a real game in front of big-time lights, all right? Yeah, the Cowboys warmed it up, and once the engine got, like, ready, uh, the talent level and overall better class of NFL football teams showed up and absolutely kicked in, and you cook—it was what— it was a 40-burger at one point and turned into what Zach Wolchuk's calling a, a 50-brisket right now, oh. right? And you, like, this was one of those moments where you can just say, I enjoyed, I was entertained. Everything that happened, dude, everything that happened last night was entertaining at the end of the night. Your team just whooped the other team's ass. Like, they blew them out of the water. And you can let the coaches, look, let the coaches ride them this week, all right? If that's what, let the coaches pay attention to all these funky little details and any, anything else that's going on. But they have, like, they learned some things last night, all right? And you learned that you're a really good football team. And Indianapolis is a really bad football team. And you should have blown them out of the water last night. You yeah. got entertainment, man. Now, this might be the most important thing for you, Corey, to know from the 469. That's how you outswag somebody, that Corey. That's exactly what happened. It's not about fashion, although that does help the process. Uh-huh. It's about attitude and our relentlessness. Did you did you get 50 points last night, Kevin? Yes, you okay. got 54. Did I, you get a CeeDee Lamb touchdown last night? I also think you might have the two highest scoring games in the league this year. Let's go. I have Let's to go. go back and double check did that. Did you get a CeeDee Lamb touchdown? Yes. Did you get a Michael Gallup touchdown? You got two. Did you get a Tony Pollard touchdown? You got two. Did the entire stadium start chanting for Ezekiel Elliott to get into the end zone? Yes. And then he delivered for Yes. Them. Also, Kevin... One thing you asked for all week last week was to clean up the penalties. Yes. How many penalties did they have last night? Three. Count them three, which is a season low in penalties. So, Kevin, they said, you know what, Kevin Hagelin, we're going to be better for you. I appreciate that. And they delivered Scorigami. 
I'm not going to worry and stress about the first three quarters of the game today. All right? I'm not going to do that at all because I had too much fun watching the Cowboys destroy their opponent last Plus, night. I'm just going to say, if we're going off of the basis of the fourth quarter doesn't count, then the Eagles lost to the Colts by nine points, and <laughs> we beat them by two. Like, I'm, yeah, all, yes. I'm all for that. If that's the standard, don't forget the best team in the NFL record-wise, they were on the ropes against the Colts through three quarters. They were down by nine. They won by one point, what, in like the last two minutes, one and a half minutes, all right? And the Cowboys systematically put together the most – fun fourth quarter I've seen since Super Bowl 27. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, I was, you know what? I was thinking that exact same. We didn't even text last night. We I was didn't. thinking that exact same thing last night as we were going in through that fourth quarter. And I was like, yeah, let's go ahead and put 50 on them now. Let's yes. go ahead and have that entertaining yes. of a game. And hey, Chris Collinsworth did say it last night. It was an embarrassing loss. I've said this before. That was an embarrassing loss for Indianapolis. Really? It really was. But they never stood a chance against the Cowboys, honestly. I and, and Two different classes of football teams. And this is where I get to think about it, is are we or are some fans too tough on the Cowboys because so much baggage is built up? Like, I get why that baggage. Yes. I, look. Oh, yeah. We get why that baggage is built up. But I thought about it is in the first half, I think it was blogging the boys was like, man, why does this defense always suck against teams like this? And you're like, cool. Yeah, Darren Curtis called him out. Yeah. Did you see the rest of the game where they had five turnovers? But whatever. And people in the first half calling for Kellen Moore's job. I found this really interesting. Like, it was an interesting. I was shocked based on the narrative. Because, like, a lot of times Kellen Moore's a bum, right? Like, that's, that's, that's what we learned. Mm-hmm. All right. Most 40-point games in the league since 2019 when Kellen Moore became the offensive coordinator. And don't worry, I understand that some of those points were scored defensively, not only last night, but throughout the run. Baltimore, Cleveland, and Buffalo have all done it seven times. Tennessee and Tampa Bay, eight times. Kansas City, who has Patrick Mahomes, has done it nine times. And the Dallas Cowboys have done it 12 times. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, like, maybe there can be something between we have the best offense in the history of time and Kellen Moore needs to be fired today. Like, surely there is a happy medium where, hey, sometimes I wish we would call less trick plays when fundamental offense is working just fine. And, hey, sometimes when we're just doing fundamental offense and it's not making the inroads, we hope that's when you decide to trick it up. Surely there is some happy medium in there between – a and B of he's the worst, he's the best. This offense has been looking fantastic. Well, and, you know, I go back to Saturday when Will was asking about, you know, this team's legitimacy. And I, I said, look, I, I believe in them because of their defense first. I think their d- defense is legit. I really do. And then their offense did some things last night, Kevin, that I was going, I've been waiting for this to happen. And the the, the key factor for me, and I don't – I don't know, maybe you did see this. I know you love listening to Brad Shame and Babe on the true. on the broadcast. But motion with CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb goes into motion, Kevin, and finds mismatches because they're able to do that. And most, I think all of his yards at one point and his touchdowns were off of motion. And that's something we just haven't seen. And Kevin, this is where, I know you'll get tired of this, but OBJ day is today. 
This is where I uh. I contend this is the best for CeeDee Lamb. Kevin, you saw the best version. This is the version of CeeDee Lamb that I was telling you at Oklahoma was the kind of guy that could do these things. When he gets the ball in space, he can do things differently. And you saw that last night whenever they put him in motion and then called plays towards him. Bam, that opens up. Kevin, my, my key moment in the game, I, I think we'll go to the hooker moment as a huge moment, but my key moment of the game was when CeeDee Lamb got the ball and he's running around on the outside, he's near the sideline, and Ezekiel Elliott makes a crushing block right in front of him, all right? And then CeeDee Lamb, on the, uh, as he passes Zeke in that block, lowers his shoulder and puts it into whoever that was, maybe the safety that was lined up back there too. Bam! Hits him. They became the dominant force right then. He turned yeah. around and he flexed on them, and then on the very next play, perfect throw from Dak to Gallup for the touchdown. On on those two moments, and by the way, that's the play, Kevin, that pass that he made to, to Michael Gallup on that play, that was the play that he was working on with CeeDee Lamb that they couldn't get right in Oxnard. And he got it right with yeah. Michael Gallup. A perfect throw right there. But that that physicality from Zeke, CD sees it, and then Michael Gallup gets the ball. I mean, it's it was a perfect combination of plays. Right and I there. just wanted to hit this real quick because I think it's fair. I just I, I'm not in that space right now, and I don't think fans should be either, but you can fan however you like. From the two on four, I'm not doing it today, but remember last year we was running up the score on bad teams and struggling or losing to average or good teams. But you can't make that argument right now, would you? Like if you say you ran up the score on a, a garbage team last night, fair enough. Guess what? That's not going to change this weekend. Like the Cowboys could win 68 to zero. You get another exhibition against, game. Yeah, against the Texans, and it's not going to matter. But the two weeks before that, they beat. The Giants and the Vikings. You steamrolled the Vikings. And before you tell me that the Giants and the Vikings aren't good, just remember this. Against the rest of the NFL, the Giants and the Vikings are 17-3-1. Against the Cowboys, they're Mm 0-3. So, like, if you don't think they're good, I mean, that's fine. But they have the same number of losses against the Cowboys as they do against the rest of the league, and they've played the rest of the league 21 times. Those that those are good teams that you beat. Yes, I still can't explain the Packers game, but you are on a roll and you should. And if they don't, I will be upset to be sure. You should have at least a five game or you should have a five game winning streak going into the Philly game from the five four zero. We score a lot against bums. Absolutely. And you should like you should score a lot against bums. That's a Going into games against bums, you should say, we're going to be really good at something tonight. And then they were. So that's another additive to it. Kevin and Reggie asked this this morning when we walked in. Now that you're looking at the NFC standings, one team is the only team that really you're looking at going, we got to go make a statement against them. And that's the Philadelphia Eagles down the road. That's the one team that you're like, okay, once we make that statement against them, there's you, there's a you have to believe that you can beat anybody in the NFC, and then that's the that's the path to get to the Super Bowl. You want to say let's work on next week first? That's fine. I'm sure. okay with that. But if you're looking at the rest of the conference right now, there's one team that really is the threat, and you have another opportunity before the playoffs to show what you are against them. And if you don't want to get hyped, like that's totally fine. I me personally, right now, I do not think there's a team in the NFL the Cowboys cannot beat. Now, does that mean they will beat them? Well, no, because sometimes the Cowboys are going to Cowboy, and that's where my own baggage of the last 27 years comes into play as well. But there is no team that I think you will step on the field, and I'm like, I don't know how we win this game.
And I was hoping that people are hyped about the Cowboys' offense right now. 199 points in the last five games. That's the most in a five-game span ever. Is that good, though? Yes. Well, for the Cowboys. Most in a five-game span for the Cowboys. And I just, they lead the league in the last four years in scoring 40 or more points. They just put together the best five-game run offensively they've had. And I know the the game has changed a lot, but shout out to Dak. He passed Danny White for third most touchdown passes in Cowboys history. Making mistakes happen. Like, I get it. I know people are frustrated. And I also, later on, was going to thank Gravity for making a terrible Dak throw and incompletion instead of an interception. That was tough. Because that was a bad throw. That was intimidating. <laughs> but a dominating win doesn't mean it was perfect by any means. But what have we complained about the last three weeks? Fix your run defense and fix the penalties. Well, holy cow. Did you see the penalties in this game? And have you seen the run defense? They run gave defense up 100 has been yards. Phenomenal. They gave up 106 yards rushing. Play. On 30... Carries that is three and a half yards per carry. That is elite, and that was every every person's fantasy draft number one overall pick was Jonathan Taylor this year. That was what every fantasy draft was saying. This is going to be the best running back in this season, and they held him to eighty-two yards on twenty-one carries, which is an average of three point nine. So that means you were doing something right against their. Now, if you say, "Well, we knew they couldn't throw the ball." Okay, that's that's fine too. You still did stop them from doing so. The Chicago couldn't throw the ball, yet you were still able to stop that you couldn't stop them from running. Once the Cowboys commit to it, it's a completely different game. And seeing Micah this morning, uh, Kevin, or maybe you know uh, late in the night last night, text people really are playing scared of us right now. Like people are playing scared because they know what the team is capable of. Now, I think on both sides of the ball, as you're starting to see Dak get into a. I think the offense get into a groove more than Dak, maybe. And but I, the offense is definitely in its in its place right now. And I know it's probably not fair because the Texans aren't good, but have you seen the point spread? 14 and a half. It went up to 17. Mm-hmm. Gush. <laughs> what was that noise? Wait, are we, we got goofy a little? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so, man, that was, that's, that's insane. Did really you say 17? 17. Wow. And matchup predictor on ESPN, which I've told you, the analytics at ESPN freaking love the Cowboys. 96.6% probability of victory. So if you're looking for better opponents, you're not going to see it until Christmas Eve. And if you're like, I'm not going to believe it until they beat the Eagles, fair enough. Like, I hope you still listen and maybe watch the games or listen to the games over the next two weeks, but I don't think those are going to change anybody's mind. From the 972, I've tried after many years of disappointment. I said I would not drink the Kool-Aid this year, but I think I'm ready for a sip. I think you should be. To, you know what? Today, I drink do. Up, drink up today. Not while you're driving, but, but you know, or while you're driving when it comes to the Cowboys Kool-Aid, not the other things. Kevin. Yeah. Not the, we're going to the planet Zoltan Kool-Aid or whatever. <laughs> we're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Don't do that, kids. No. Coming up next, we will talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola, and maybe a little bit of soccer next on The Fan. It's third and nine at the 21. Snap to Prescott. Good block from Smith. Throws it right. Caught. Lamb. He's got, oh, he broke a tackle. Runs to the 10. Runs to the goal line. He's in for the touchdown. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan right now. 
Brought to you by Ford, built for Texas, built for you. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Good morning. It seems like an early morning. <laughs> Indeed. It is 10, it's almost 1030, Mickey. What, what were you doing last night? <laughs> yeah, what was I doing? I think I got to bed about, I don't know, 233. Oh, man. What are you out there partying all the time? Look yeah, at you. right. Exactly. <laughs> like you're in your with everybody again. else that was partying after the game, right? Man, that's a good point because I have to admit, I would have thought that the atmosphere on the fan text would a little bit would have been a little bit more festive uh, this morning. But there are a lot of people who are upset that it took until the fourth quarter to annihilate. The Colts. I am not one of those people, but what would you say to the folks who are like, "Man, we could have been better." Well, you know, if they if they just quit handing out points, because uh, if you look at it in that in that you know their first half uh, between um, you know a one play basically touchdown, uh, the forty five yard completion, and then it ended up with a touchdown. Uh, the personal foul on the fair catch interference was a field goal. Uh, and then they got another uh, gifted field goal. Uh, and, and they just handed the Colts 13 points. And while I, I know everybody was probably a little bit pensive, uh, even at, at, you know, with what, 343 to go in the third quarter, it's, it's 21-19. Yeah. I just, I just never had the feeling that they were going to lose this game. Uh, the, the Colts just—they're terrible. Um, <laughs> there's no other—I mean, there's no other way to put it, right? No, you're right. And, um, you know, and then the avalanche occurred in the in the fourth quarter, uh, and you know, and, and the way I look at it, this time of year, a win is a win, no matter how you get it. Uh, and you know, while this was ended up being a laugher. Uh, as Michael Parsons told me after the game, he goes, you know, we, we accomplished a lot of great things last year, but the, the object is to go all the way. So you can, you know, look at statistics or whatever, uh, but that just shows you the firepower if this team, uh, it, it, and this is like two games in a row, they've had to overcome uh, a lot of difficulties to be able to win, but they've been good enough to overcome their transgressions against the game. And and I think that speaks well for this team. Now, when you start playing better teams, uh, you can't put yourself in those holes the way they did uh, against the Giants early and then in this game too. The As good as they were last year, Mickey, and what Mike to what Michael was talking about there, you can see a significant difference between last year's team, the ability defensively, like they started growing late in the year defensively, I thought, but you can definitely see a distinct difference between what last year's team was and what this year's team is. Yeah, I think definitely defensively. Uh, they they uh, have improved greatly. Uh, I mean, you know, they, they held Jonathan Taylor to 81 yards rushing uh, and uh, they they almost got three games in a row holding the opponent to less than 100 yards. The Colts ended up with 106. Right. Uh, so we can start right there. Uh, and then you just knew at some point uh, that pass rush was just going to crush Matt Ryan, and it finally did. 
I mean, gosh, they should have put him in some sort of protection agency or something. I mean, that one sack, the one from the, was it Osa? That just clobbered him yeah. so fast. Yeah. I, I was like, like, what the oh, hell was man. he supposed to do on that play? <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, he was there so soon. Uh, and, and it's like, oh, can you put the backup in? This guy's too old to be getting hit like that. Uh, but, yeah, uh, so, you know, the defense gets you a turnover. The offense gets you a score. Defense gets you a turnover. The offense gets you a score. You know, and once again, uh, a lot of this, uh, that took place uh, was rookies, right? Young guys, Deron Bland, Damone Clark, uh, you know, Ty- Tyler Smith playing uh, awfully well. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I-, I think it bodes well going forward, but you got to kind of keep it up. They don't allow you after scoring 54 points saying, you know what, I'm going to take 20 of those and use them in the next game. Man. Well, or the game after that. I have to admit, I'm yeah. not super worried. Have you seen that the point spread for the Texans game has jumped up to the Cowboys are favored by 17? No way. Seriously. Yes. That's probably about right. <laughs> hey. um, um, and, yeah, and unfortunately, you, you don't get to use those points, right? Um, so, yeah, you just got to, you know, and I thought Dak, you know, hit the nail on the head at the end. He said, we got about an hour here to finish celebrating and we got to get back to work. Uh, and I think that was, a, if, if that sets the tone for this week, then that's what they need uh, because there's enough things that they need to correct uh, and, and worry about going forward because, you know, no one ever plays a perfect game, uh, but you'd like to come close to that. Uh, and, and I think, you know, if you look at what the Cowboys have done during, during the streak of winning five of the last six, uh, you know, the Minnesota game was probably close to that, uh, where the offense dominated, the defense dominated, and they win 40 to three. Uh, but again, I, I think there's enough thing coaching points for uh, this this coaching staff to grind on when they get back to work. Do we know the disciplinary action? Uh, or the disciplinary reason that uh, Ezekiel Elliott did not start. Yeah, I did not hear anything specific on that. Um, But, you know, so you didn't start, but you ended up with the most carries of the two running backs, right? Mm -hmm. He had 17, Pollard had 12. And a touchdown with the stadium chanting your name. Yeah, right. So, you know, it it, kind of reminded me of, uh, and stop me if I told you this story, but it was like 91, 92, somewhere in there. Michael Irvin missed the charter. He was late for the charter. And basically, uh, one of the, uh, the flight attendants went to Jimmy and said, uh, Michael's not here. Jimmy said, what time is it? He said, two o'clock. Well, what time were we supposed to take off? Two o'clock. Let's go. And so Michael had to get a... Uh, commercial flight to fly to Detroit to get there in time for the game. And when Jimmy talked to him, he punished him. He said, you, you, you will be benched for the first possession of the game for us. Mm, painful. And, and when, and when Norv Turter found out, he asked Jimmy, so if they get the ball for the first possession, is that the first possession? <laughs> 
So that's yeah. pretty clever. Okay, so, so he didn't start. I, I don't know if he had some, you know, whatever streak he had. It's like, oh well. But it meant uh, something to Michael. Like that's a guy that takes a lot of pride in that. And that, you know, I know yeah. it, it seems like a joke, but it, in Michael's mind, he probably used it. And then after the first possession, he was in the ball mm-hmm, game. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's like slapping somebody's hand, right? Mm-hmm. Now I know if indeed, if indeed that's what. Uh, uh, you know, I think the the biggest concern is losing Anthony Brown. If indeed he's got the torn Achilles, um, I I went back and looked. It happened uh, uh, during their eight minute uh, touchdown drive to make it twenty one nineteen. It was second and fifteen, uh, and I saw him come up after the play limping uh, pretty badly. It was like six plays before they scored their touchdown. And, uh, boy, that's that's a tough one for him. Uh, he's playing so well. And, you know, this was the is the last year of his three-year contract, yeah. by the way. Well, and, you know, and I, speaking from experience, you know, if, gosh, if he, I don't know that he can get back in time to play within nine months. Yeah. Yeah. I am curious what his future is as well. And then that puts a whole lot more focus – on Kelvin Joseph, then, does it not? Yes, it absolutely does. And you saw right away where the Colts went, right? Yeah. Right after. Him. Yeah. Uh, and so that's, that's a little bit concerning. They do have somewhat of a veteran guy, maybe for uh, depth. Uh, Sheffield that they put on the, the practice squad. Yeah. Um, he's got some experience. So maybe he is one of the guys they can use for elevation. Uh, to help out uh, if if they don't think Nashawn writes that next backup cornerback. Uh, um, and, you know, and, and it's like they, you know, they kind of head fake the one injury at cornerback with Jordan Lewis since Duran Bland, by the way, mm. continues to play well. Uh, now if they just, you know, if I don't know if Kelvin Joseph just needs more uh, reps, but he did actually make a play later in the game after giving up that touchdown, which he was there at least. Uh, it's the guy just beat him um, jumping for a contested ball. Uh, so we'll see where that one goes. But that's uh, if you come out of the game, I would think that was probably the biggest concern going forward. And then the last thing I really wanted to know, I know it's been talked to death, but let's say that Mickey Spagnola was put in charge of the events of the day for Odell Beckham Jr. How would you entertain and lock down Odell Beckham to the Cowboys? Well, I don't know how much of a salesman I am. uh, And it's not my money. Uh, (laughs) And and it's, you know what? And it's not Jerry's money either. It's the Cowboys salary cap money. Yeah. Uh, And so if, if, you know, if I'm selling, uh, or, or buying, I'm buying low. Uh, I'm not desperate. Um, it, would I like him? Sure. If if he can be better than Noah Brown as the third receiver, you know, welcome aboard. Uh, but I can't give up the ranch uh, to bring him in. And I've got to find out without a shadow of a doubt, is he ready to play this year or am I buying him for next year? Because if I'm buying him for next year, I'm buying low. Yeah, because uh, I've got other things I've got to take care of next year from a salary cap standpoint. So, um, and, and I got to be very careful 
uh, with guaranteed money uh, because we're talking two torn ACLs in the last two years. And he hasn't played. He hasn't practiced. He's had no training camp. Uh, how long will it take him to get ready to go? Uh, and this is unlike last year when he shined for the Rams uh, in the playoffs because he had gone to training camp, right? He had he had played games with the Cleveland Browns before that trade. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I would tread lightly on this one going forward, having to find out just what his expectations are. I know what my financial expectations would be. Uh, let's see if they match. Excellent insight across the board. As always, we will catch up with you again tomorrow. Okay, guys. Have a good day. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Mickey Spagnola from DallasCowboys.com. Tracking the flight of oh, Odell Beckham no. Jr. all day long, Reggie, right here on 105 Through the Fan to make sure we get the updates to Kevin uh-huh. because that's the thing that he wants to hear most about is where the plane is for Odell Beckham Jr. And more Jr. importantly, it's no. what he needs to hear. It no! Is. It, how is that what I need to hear? 877-881-1053. Truckwreck.com text line if you think Kevin needs to hear uh. where the airplane is. All right. Well, I have something Tolos, Twolos, and our YouTubers need to hear. In the noon o'clock hour, we will give away Cowboys tickets oh, to the Texans game. Yes. So, another boat race. <laughs> man. Probably, and I'm going to need to start investigating biggest point spreads in Cowboys history and everything like that. Coming up next, TCU went down at the fan hang, but still makes the playoff. Do you like how the committee set it all up? We'll do it next right here on the fan. Good snap and placement. Kick on the way. It is up. And good! It's good! The Wildcats are champions of the Big 12 in 2022! They stun 12-0 TCU and win it in overtime, 31-28. How about those Wildcats? A third Big 12 championship. Definitely felt like the fans knew it was good before the broadcaster knew it was good. Kansas State, Reggie, and a couple other people at Boomer Jacks on Saturday were pumped about this. The vast majority of people in Arlington were sad, and they were all watching this game, hyped up. They were sad that Kansas State was victorious. They are the Big 12 champions. However, TCU, no need to fear. They still made the playoff. There were predictions that SEC bias was going to be a trending topic on Twitter yesterday. Tis not to be. Number three, TCU, will play number two, Michigan. And number one, Georgia will play number four, Ohio State in the college football playoff. Never forget, they spent $60,000 on marketing to come up with that name. The college football playoff. Sure. Consultation is such, it's like the biggest racket ever. <laughs> I know. We need to start a consulting firm. I yeah. could have I could have come up with that for 70, you know? And you know what? Like, That's more. Yeah. $70? Yeah, yeah dude. No, $70,000. Uh-huh. I know uh-huh. it's more, but Kevin, come on. I could have told him ahead of time. I'll give you this for seventy thousand. It's yeah. also like the consulting firms that help with the coaches' searches, and they ultimately just hire one of Nick Saban's assistants. Oh yeah, because <laughs> see, if you're gonna pitch the seventy thousand, Corey, I at least need you to go. It's not like you're giving it to the student athletes and then go. We smoke our cigars and drink brandy together. Yeah. Then at the gentlemen's club mm-hmm. is then still the booty club. This is still this is a different. We're talking about different clubs. I mean, we could do deals in there. 
I still think that that would have won them over. They're like, you know what? Then I'm here for it. All right. Were you worried, TCU fans, about TCU not making the cut? And from the 817, no, I absolutely do not need Odell Beckham airplane updates. Apparently, he's already at the star. Updates over. Were you? You just gave an update. He's in town at the star uh, per Josina Anderson and doing medical stuffs, I do believe, is the term that I was told. Okay. TCU makes the cut. Were you nervous that they would not? Because as it turns out, the need to be nervous was not there because they did not get jumped by Ohio State, let alone Alabama, which I know people were concerned about. Did you see Nick Saban's, by the way, did you see his final pitch? For making it in? No. And I think this is what made people nervous. He goes, I don't know. I thought it was just about finding the best four teams. So, like, what would the point spread be at a neutral field? And I was like, ooh. If that is how the committee is judging this, Vegas has not been kind to TCU for much of the year. Alabama will get in. But you didn't need to worry about any of that. Although, looking ahead... TCU, the project if the projected final was TCU against Georgia, TCU would be underdog by 15 points. TCU against Ohio State, underdog by 10 points. Yeah, I was like, let's go all the way around the horn there because this is another one of those instances where we have one team that is clearly better than all the other ones, which is typically what it is. One yeah. or two teams are better than everybody else, and we're doing this playoff thing just to get more games and appease our sensibilities in that way. That's fine. Um that being said, was I afraid that TCU would get in or worried in that ways uh, that they would not get in? Um, yes and no. Like, analytically, no. They, they absolutely deserve to be in. They had an incredible resume in which yeah. their only loss was in the championship game. In overtime. And with the way that the college football playoff committee had been talking about conference champions for the longest time, it doesn't make sense to penalize a team for making it to a championship game and then award that spot to a team that did not even make that game. Because they got cooked on their home field with a chance to make it. I I just know that people were worried about the brand name, right? Because Alabama carries... Well, Alabama's best win is Ole Miss. Get that out of my face. Yeah, uh, but you know how these are human beings who maybe don't always go by the analytics. Uh, analytics. In fact, sometimes I think they violate their own rules, but... And that's that's the reason why I was afraid is because I don't know that there is, like, actually... Criteria. I don't feel comfortable about the idea that, like, the criteria is similar and always the same. And so that's the thing that scared me. But thankfully, like, reason won out. And honestly, there's reporting that in the way that they they put out the rankings every week it's not them taking you know a a card and moving it up or down they actually are reordering by the resume week by week and i guess this is another instance where you look up and you go maybe the college football committee is actually doing this on the up and up they i mean that's when they said the entire body of work we were comfortable with ohio state over alabama right instead of like in tcu over alabama they were no we're comfortable with ohio state over alabama here because if you watch alabama most of the season they weren't alabama they weren't the the typical nick saban alabama team you're used to seeing out there kevin again i will go back to it could have been three losses very easily if quinn ewers hadn't gotten hurt he would have won that game. Mm, they, debatable. Well, I understand the rest of the season wasn't great for him. He was he was great that day, and and Alabama wasn't. And so that's that's where hey that they're out of it, and we have this. I wasn't nervous for TCU. I felt I felt really bad uh, for Max Max Duggan. I that dude put heart and soul on the line in that game and body. Okay, the good news for him. 
I believe he will still be a Heisman finalist. Did you see when they were announced? Did you see when the team was announced and the, the whole team was together? Oh, no. And I, he almost stood up and then sat back down and crossed his legs, his arms, and just kind of sat there with a smile on his face. The rest of the team's cheering and going insane. I saw him after they lost and the just emotion. Yeah, he was a wreck, man. And I, I will tell you this. Rightfully if, so. If you think that TCU is going to win the national championship, you need to get in on the betting here. Because I was taking a look at it. TCU, even now, to win the national championship, 16-1. to 1. They, they are in that field of four. Ohio State, 4-1. to one. Michigan, 3-1. to one. Georgia, less than even. So, people are not, I like I told you, they're nine-point dogs to Michigan. They'd be 10-point dogs to Ohio State and 15-point dogs to the dogs if they played in the finals. People are still not believing in TCU, and I've seen multiple people texting in, TCU likes being the underdog. Get in on this. You have to win two games, and TCU is 16-1. to That's a hell of a bargain if you hit. Is this... Is this Michigan team, though, like, legit, legit, dude? Because like, what they did to Ohio State's pretty impressive, and their their resume, this, as Reggie was saying, their resume this season has been pretty good. You know what's crazy about that, though? How hard it is to break perception, right? Michigan, Michigan and Ohio State was very similar to the Cowboys game last night in terms of it was, like, competitive for the first three quarters, and they just put the beat down in the fourth quarter. But... Michigan almost doubled up Ohio State on Ohio State's own home field. If that's the final opening odds, Ohio State favored by five and a half. It is hard Uh, to change people's perceptions of what they anticipated happening. So Ohio State, Georgia in the Peach Bowl, and Michigan TCU in the Fiesta Bowl. He just, I got to go mark that on the chart. Yeah. On and December thirty first, you still didn't say it. That's what's wild. Is we, dude? Come on, man. It hasn't been that long. It'll be much easier off air as opposed <laughs> to on air. But yeah, both of those games, December thirty first, and then the final, January 9th at SoFi Stadium. Now you were talking about Max Duggan, and I. My question is, and I asked Reggie this at the fan hang. I believe I asked you as well. Do you prefer? Hacksaw Max Duggan, uh, or do you prefer Maxaw Duggan? Oh man, what about Mad Max Duggan? Ooh, I do like also Max- a viable candidate. I like Maxaw Duggan though. That's okay. pretty good. Is That's, it because it's less words? Yeah, it's yeah, it does kind of tighten it all, all up there. Passing, he was very run of the mill on Saturday. Yeah, but Kansas State did a really good job making sure their coverage was it's a good. solid defense. Yeah. But when you needed to move the ball, they were like, you run now, and we will figure it out. And he Athlete. Was, yes. He, with three syllables. He was dragging them down the field, and his arm was all busted up and stuff like that. It was a cool performance. I still think that Caleb Williams is going to take home the Heisman, but I think Max Duggan is going to be a finalist. So, I mean, it's a hell of a run, and probably more importantly to him. Like, when you saw the tears streaming down, he's in it to win a national championship. He's like, I want to win it for this school. He cares more about that, it appears, than the Heisman Trophy by a great deal. And whether or not you think they're going to win, they're in it. You take the Patterson uh, statue down and erect a Sonny Dykes statue now? Man, I don't... 
I don't know that there is. Well, surely is there we can find statue? more spots on campus for statues, nope, right? That's the only designated statue. Spot. Well, then yeah. I guess probably because wow. he came in. He, if he comes Zo- in his first Zo- year, it's going to be a statue. <laughs> Kevin hates that Rose Bowl no, 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 trip no, no, from TCU. No, 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 no. Make it like a totem pole, and you have just put his statue on top. Okay, I actually really like that. Kevin but, says he hates the four two five. That's wild, dude. Wow. No, 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 no. Wow. It's a statue of a great place. Of oh, it's a statue of Dykes and Duggan with their arms around each other, like celebrating their national championship. I don't think people would be mad about I'll, that. While kicking Patterson away. No, we can still. I insist we can find another spot on campus. His, Kevin said visors are stupid. His UT visor. Okay, well, <laughs> look. <laughs> I am not in favor of taking down the statue. I just, if you told me for some reason we had to take down a statue, we can't find somebody to put it up in front of their dorm. Wow, from the 469, absolutely not. From the And they said Patterson was wrong. That's the same person. Even That's though one I said, person. and they said that. Uh, hold on, but let me ask you this. Like, did Dykes make that much of an impression on you TCU fans that quickly? They're well, in the-, the playoff. I also am ensuring people we don't have to take down any statue. Well, oh, wow. it, Kevin well, said we shouldn't wow. take down no, any no, 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 no. In the Gary Patterson God. TCU vein, I'm not talking about all of the other stuff that's been happening for years. You right? just leave that Saddam no, Hussein no, statue No, that up. is not what I am talking about. I want to make that very clear. We're the KNC masterpiece. I did not give an opinion on that Good in segment, any form or fashion. Coming up next, you guys are. Or is that jerks. Stalin statue now? <sighs> Probably had some kids. Don't oh worry. my God! Cowboys, thank you notes. Who deserves a tip of the cap after a dominating Sunday night victory? 877 881 1053. We'll do it next. Hopefully, no statue talk on 1053 The Fan.